0: welcome to the ceo of destiny podcast where you will find the tools to fulfill the purpose of your generation and wildly succeed in the marketplace and now your host andre j benjamin
1: so then so then you move from so take us on your product journey you start with the uh, with websites, you, you're doing it for yourself. You recognize that, Hey, I can put stuff on here. I can promote other people's products. You, you, you try the affiliate, you're, you're doing it. You're, you're taking the capital and putting that towards the development of your own product.
0: Now what's next? First app comes along. Absolutely. Terrible, terrible app. <laughs> <laughs> it was a terrible, It was a terrible game. It was called a rush up. It's actually, it got removed from the app store. They, they manually removed it because it's so old. I think I launched it in probably 2014 and it was just some simple little game where you hop like uh, this ball through uh, obstacles and you know, that thing probably got like what, like 5,000 downloads, maybe max. Um, But you know, I
1: didn't Which to the average viewer. That sounds like a lot, right? But talk to, talk about why that's very small with the market.
0: So the way kind of app ads work is like you get paid, same with Google AdSense, right? You get paid like a fraction of a cent for every impression that, that may show up. But I think at the end of the day, like sure, 5,000 downloads, that's, that's a good amount of downloads, but like people weren't staying, right? They yes. download the app and then delete it right away. So I think that was like kind of the main, it just wasn't a good app. But you know, the first one's never the you best. You were learning, you were learning from it. So what? So when you looked at it, what made what was the next
1: iteration of how to make it better? What did you learn from doing the first app that was terrible?
0: Well, to me, it wasn't even a failure, right? It was the coolest thing ever. Looking back, it was a failure, but like uh, going through the process of it, my friends were playing my app, which was right, like it was so sick. I could care less if I made forty bucks. You know what I mean? So it wasn't. I wasn't deterred, right? Like I was if anything like excited like oh i can do this my friends were like blown away that my name was on the app store right so i was like this is the coolest thing ever so i had to keep going and then my next app was called grid and this was a puzzle game where you kind of fit uh different shaped puzzles into a into a grid a 10 by 10 grid right and um if you fill up it was kind of like tetris but you can you manually move the pieces this app is still on the app store under my name you check it out still fun to this day, um, but that one really took off. I like hit a stride with the marketing on Twitter um, and that one got hundreds of thousands of downloads. And I made upwards of $10,000 in one month, not profit. I think I spent like three grand marketing it on Twitter, um, but I made 10 grand in one month off that app while I was in high school. And- Lovely, was, <laughs> how old, so how old are you while you're in high school and this happens? I was probably 16. So you're a sophomore in high school,
1: right? You're about a sophomore and you make this. So does it feel real when you see the numbers that it continues to increase? Or are you just like, this is crazy. I, this is something that
0: I'm really going to get serious about. It felt real. And, you know, did you tell people or were you waiting to tell? Or are you waiting? 100%. I told my parents, I was like, you know, I'm dropping out of school. I'm. I'm getting my own place. Like I'm gone. This is it. And they're like, no, you're not.
1: Like, no. And then, Why you know, am I even going to school anymore? I made more right. than my teacher this month. Right, exactly. And that, like, that's how I was feeling. But um, so how did you decide? So then how did you take us back to how you decided on, how does, how do you decide on what's going to be a game? You get what, you get what I'm saying? How do you decide what's the opportunity? What, what is something people might want? What is something I'm going to take a risk on? How, how do I know that this will connect? you know, and you don't know, but I'm saying, what are, what are the, what was the metrics by which you decided on and the criteria by, Hey, this looks like an opportunity worth pursuing. I'll try this again.
0: It's, it's literally all just trial and error. You know, I could, I could count like, I've probably had, you know, I could count the number of very successful businesses that I've run on like probably one or two hands. The number of businesses that I've run that have failed, who knows, you know, it's, it's a lot. So, you know, it's a lot of trial and error. And again, going back to like honing your marketing skills and your building skills, like when I'm building something, I always think marketing first. I'm like, all right, how how am I going to promote this to the potential customer? Is this a promotable product? And that's kind of how I decided. And I knew grid right off the bat would be promotable because it was it looked clean. It was super clean. I knew it could be an addicting game. And then I worked in like certain sound effects and, you know, I put in a leaderboard and I made different game modes because I knew that like, the psychology behind like playing the game people would play this thing for hours and they did and that's why grid was so successful is because people stayed on the app and they kept playing over and over and over again because it's a it's a puzzle game people stick on the app for a long time and then you know they want to improve their score or whatever um that's
1: that's something that contributes to it to that game stickiness is what both the competition and then also the problems or what what are you what are you saying that contributed to to grid success
0: I think it was a, a big part in marketing. Like, it was a super marketable game. Um, uh, and, like you said, like, people stayed on the app for a long time. It was a puzzle game, it was challenging, and there was a leaderboard. So, there's competitiveness too, right? Um, I think all of those things contributed.
1: So, what were some of the skills that a person would need? In building an app so you looked at it you started with the one that didn't do well then you moved on to grid and grid start target and this is the sequence right or were there some ones in between that failed no it was
0: straight from so the first one was called rush up rush up (laughs) terrible and then grid um nothing in between just kind of kept building um but you know it's funny you don't need a crazy amount of skills you just need like um because I get help on my apps. Like I get help from, from developers. Absolutely. Early apps. I was mainly doing myself, but like now with PuffCount and something more complex, I 100% need a team behind me um, that I hire and outsource. So you don't need a crazy amount of skills, right? Like you just need to have the drive and to to have the vision and you can build a team around you that will help you bring it to life. Um, And where do you, how do you build a team? How did you build a team? This is
1: the question that I'm asking you because everybody's different. We've had guests from different sectors, from uh, you know hedge funds to people who are uh, you know tremendous authors to people who are in the just. There's just an array of people from different sectors who have done who have been highly successful. But for yourself, and they talked about how they build their team. But how did Stephen go about? Why was team important, and why was it important for you to, to move away from? You know what? I, I have the ability to develop, to be the, you know, developer, but I can also my, my, you know, how did you gauge that your, your efforts
0: would best be put in to something else? This is another skill that had to be honed. Right. And like, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, like you have to develop this skill on like learning how to attract talent, how to hire people, how to manage people. And I started on Upwork hiring freelancers, right? Like I think my first, I've given Upwork, thousands and thousands of dollars like i'm one of the probably one of their best customers like i love that website because you can find such great talent and a majority of the talent that i work with is overseas like yes uh philippines uh what you name it like wherever and you you can find really great uh underrepresented talent that's like cheap so that's kind of where i first uh started building teams was on upwork and hiring freelancers and you know I got burned a lot of the times too, right? Like these people would, you know, provide uh, deliver something that I didn't even like, wasn't even close to what I was asking for, uh, and I lost a lot of money that way. But um, again, a lot of trial and error, and building that skill set. And you know, I've made a lot of great connections too. Like some of these freelancers I've been working with for four or five years now. So why is improving? Because we're going to go on with the other, with the
1: rest of the product journey, but why was improving people's lives so important for you 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 mentioned it as kind of a core of who you are why is that important to you how how did, and how did someone improve your life in the past that made you say you know this is this is a way I want to pay it forward cuz we'll talk more in depth about some of the ways that you've you know journeyed into paying it forward right. but wh- what what happened in your own life cuz people don't just get up and say i want to help others i mean maybe there's some great kid that's born that way but most children are going to be inherently selfish then they're just going to be
0: looking out for number one 100 um you know i kind of stumbled into it really uh you know i i feel like a lot of it goes back to you know the way i was raised and the way you know my parents taught me and they were like you're gonna change the world you know they they put so much belief into me and i really appreciate them for that and also you know just watching my my projects like blow up like okay, a couple hundred thousand downloads on a game, on, you know, grid, that's great. But what if I built a product that was like a health product or was helping people, and then I, a 100,000 people downloaded it. Then I'm changing lives. I'm not just making money, right? I'm not just uh, wasting people's time on a game, like I'm improving people's lives. Um, And I made that connection in college um, when vapes hit the market hard. What college did you go to first? Pepperdine University in Malibu, California. and and did you enjoy it? Loved it. Loved it.
1: What was your major? Uh, advertising. <laughs> you, so you were focused <laughs> from a long time. You knew that marketing was important to you. You're like, I'm, I'm laser not-
0: focused. And it's funny because I started as a biz business admin major, um, but they stuck me in a bunch of math classes and a bunch of you know. Cl- I was like, what what am I doing? What am I doing here? Like, why am I learning, uh, all these formulas? It feels like, you know, chemistry in high school all over again. Forget that. I looked at the advertising major, looked at the class load and it was like, you could be more, way more creative. Right. And like, I love the teachers that I had in advertising. They were like, yo, uh, come up with your own campaigns, come up with your own product. And like, that is right up my alley. And I killed You could apply it to your real stuff that you were doing right there. Right? 100%. And, uh, one of my main, uh, major projects at the end of my senior year, was on puff count. (laughs) And funny enough, the guy almost failed me on that. Uh, But whatever. Long story short, I was not the best student. I was not at all.
1: So so how important was schooling in your journey and and what would you say is the difference between school versus education? Because I know there's a factor that, you know, cultural, societal, and our parents who will sometimes strangle us if we don't go a path that they have, but why was how important was schooling versus education to you and talk about your journey because there are people that are on the spectrum all, all kinds of the academic spectrum, the the educational you know the schooling they have these feelings they've had these experiences. how did that affect you as an entrepreneur and your confidence level what, what would you say to a student that might have struggled talk 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 to that those people?
0: hundred um, percent well I'm one of those students you know I struggled day in, day out at school. Um, and, you know, it caused a lot of tension with my parents too, right? Because I was not a good student and, you know, my parents wanted me to do great in school, but it just didn't make sense to me. Right. And like, it was, it was a tough getting through school. Like uh, it was tough, but you know, what did you not like about school? I just didn't like, like, I was like, this is, I don't see, me doing this in the future. Like, so I was like, why am I here learning this today? And like, I had that, I don't know. I just didn't want to do it. And you know, it turned me off. So what they were delivering in the classroom, you couldn't see how you could
1: apply it to real life.
0: Not at all. I was not interested in the classwork and the stuff that I was interested like for, for example, the advertising courses in college, A's straight A's. No problem. No problem at all. Loved it. Showed the class early, which is insane, like insane for me. But the chemistries and, you know, all those types of classes, like, no way. I'm not interested. I'm not going to put in the work to do that. But I think what really got me through school was um, there were a couple teachers that, you know, really uh, saw what I was trying to do and believed in me. Like, for example, Mr. Nick in high school, a comp side teacher. He saw that, you know, I had a skill set and I was like, uh, you know, I... I love your class. Can I work on my own projects? And you grade me on that. So like, he let me work on my side businesses, which were grid and, you know, rush up and, you know, the Twitter, uh, promotion website stuff. He let me work on that nice. and he gave me a grade because I was, I was doing like what he was teaching. I was doing uh coding development. Um, but he let me do it in my own way, which was incredible. And like, without Mr. Nick, I definitely would not, he gave me a lot of confidence and, um, you know you can see this day i think uh he commented on we still stay in touch and like i, I owe the world to him and there's a couple of teachers like that who like really like will get students like me through school um and give us so, like, so did that spark that
1: seed in you because you talk about how you were raised when you say how you were raised what were some of the values that your parents instilled in you that made you want to work to improve people's lives because
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode. Do us a favor. If this was useful in any way for you, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Reviews will allow others to easily discover the podcast. If you'd like more information and to receive a free download, Rediscover Your Destiny, go to CEOofDestiny.com. Thanks again and tune in next time.